Welcome back again for uh, another episode of our podcast where we were trying to bridge the gap from maybe things you hear uh, in a spiritual context at church, a conference, maybe even listening or reading a book. And you kind of agree in a nod with those, but then you try to put those into a practical existence. You try to put those into your everyday life, and it just doesn't seem to work out. Maybe maybe even sometimes you're in church and, and you're feeling God and you're feeling this presence and you're feeling wonderful about certain things. Then you walk out and you get into a fight in the car. Or you go to work on Monday and the boss is asking you to do something, or maybe it's even on your own internal uh, thoughts that just keep racing or keep circling and circling, and and you just like, well, how how does this actually change my life? How does this transform me? What does it actually look like? We we want to help bridge that. Uh, we want to kind of put it in what we say uh, in a common space where it's not just uh, spiritual language. It's not just uh, something that sounds good in a building, but it actually means something for your life. Because uh, that's what ultimately I think uh, Scripture and God's Spirit and the power and work of what Jesus is transforming us into happens, but it sometimes takes a long time, and we can get frustrated and difficult with that. But if you're new with us, uh, again, I want to introduce myself. I'm Pastor Dan Hertzler. I'm the uh, lead pastor at a church in Manor, PA, called Refuge Church, and with me I have uh, one guy. I'm Mike. Uh, normally we have a second one, but uh, Ryan's away, so we're just going to uh, handle this without him. Hopefully we can fill the gap uh, and uh, and do a good job. But um, we've been uh, kind of talking, uh, started last episode, uh, about some passages in the Bible, specifically a few verses that are very, very common within the, the Christian space. You, you see them uh, on T-shirts or bumper stickers, or people have them as their uh, life verse. Uh, you may even see churches highlight certain verses. And we wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about them, not only just from what do they actually mean, but to actually what does it actually look like? What does it actually play out? And, and so last week we, we, we started, this is kind of a two-parter in the Great Commandment in Mark chapter 12, where Jesus was challenged uh, in a way to try to trip him up about what is the greatest commandment, and he boiled it down to um, the Lord your God is one. Uh, to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And so last episode, we talked a lot about what does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And this episode, we want to talk more about the idea of that second part, what it means to love your neighbor as yourself. And really the uniqueness in this moment for Jesus to combine those. Uh, you may uh, attend a church, you may hear people say, love God, love others. That's their motto to life. That's their mission statement. Wonderful mission statement, great, very simple, very uh, easy to remember. Um, yet, when you think about really uh, how uh, you know impactful this part is, and the fact is that Jesus even adding it in, <laughs> it's almost like you know Jesus was was like, okay, I know you guys are trying to trip me up by trying to get me to to you know say one command is better than the other command and try to try to get me in trouble and so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get away uh, you know and I'm going to basically cover all down by saying love the Lord your God with all your heart mind soul strength and no one can argue with that but then he kind of I think goes really to the the practical heart of of what does that mean by adding in love your neighbors yourself and and uh, uh why we wanted to keep this as a separate episode because there's so much we can talk about in this and mike i just want to kind of throw it out to you just to get us off and running on this idea 
you know, the love of the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, we, we can, we could talk a long time and everybody kind of agrees or in some level is, is on page with that. But man, you start talking about loving your neighbor as yourself. We got a lot of things that people have disagreements or different ideas, what this looks like, or, you know, even the, the practicality of, of how that looks. What, what does it mean to you? Or what does that statement love uh, your neighbor as yourself? Uh, what does that really mean to you? So I'm going to preface this by saying I get that this is immensely difficult for many, many, many people, uh, including myself. I, I don't have this figured out. Um, I don't think that Pastor Dan is going to sit here and pretend that he has it figured out. Uh, and now I'm going to say something that uh, some of you might not like. That is literally what God did. And I, I, like... In no uncertain terms, ifs, ands, or buts, like that's literally what God did. He loved his neighbor, us creation, essentially as himself. The, the, the redeeming work that he did to reconcile us back to him, to put us into right relation. I mean, that's, that's astounding. Yeah. And to go a step further, right? The question, well, who's my neighbor yeah. comes up and, and then you get the story of the good Samaritan, um, that, that comes along. And I mean, there was such a divide between Samaritans and Jews and everything like that. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, that's the illustration kind of breaks down, yeah. um, because it's not the same as God and man. Mm-hmm. And yet like there is such a divide Yeah. and he comes and he loves us. Yeah. That's what he does. And so I guess what I'm saying with that is I have encountered people uh, throughout ministry and my life, and I have been this person mm-hmm. who looks at that statement and it is optional. Yeah. Looks at that command and it is optional. Um, it is the uh, addendum to the mm-hmm. great command. I can love God. Yeah. I don't know about loving other people. Yeah. And that is one of the most arrogant yeah. postures that someone can take. Yeah. And I say this with grace and firmness, but to sit there and say, God, I understand that you did that, mm-hmm. but that's why you're God and I'm not. Yeah. There's yeah. something true about that, yeah. but who's the person that he called you to be? Yeah. And what image are you being shaped into? Scripture says you're being shaped into the image of Christ. You're already in the image of God, right? So you're already in that image, right? Mm-hmm. You're just being restored and renewed back mm-hmm. to it. You are called to do this mm-hmm. and it's hard and yeah. it's difficult. And that's why we need to be careful with the lenses with which we're reading scripture. Um, not be blown about by every wind and stream of doctrine. Yeah. Um, the ones that may or may not try to convince us that, that Christianity is sunshine and rainbows. Let me testify to you that it's not. Some days, I mean, days are great, yeah. um, but there are hard, hard days in this because we live in a broken world that God's renewing and working. But how is he doing that? Yeah. Through us choosing to love our neighbor, even whenever it's hard. The people that hate us, the people that love us, mm-hmm. the people that want us dead, and the yeah. people that want to see us thrive. Yeah. We get up every day and we work for the good of the people around us. Yeah. Why? So we can say, hey, God loves you. Yeah. Let me point you back to him yeah. and, and tell you about his son, Jesus. And what he did. Yeah, I think this is one of those 
parts where we fool ourselves really good. It's one of those blind spots. Yeah. Because we will, again, in church, all nod and agree and say, yeah, we love everybody and we are to love our enemies or we're to love the people that are different than us or people that have uh, different political views or different, uh, you know, you, you use the old saying, a uh, different side of the tracks, you know, of town from you and uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then we, we get out in life and it's it's 100 percent not happening. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, you know, the 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 percentage of of actually this playing out um you know again we're not the judge to to say what it is but generally stereotypical we can say it it is majority not happening and uh, the divisiveness uh the hatred the uh well this is good for me and my people and not good for you and your people or this you know you know well i'm this way because this you know i've done this and i've done all this and you're this way because you've done all that uh, attitude comes out. And, and I think, you know, it's funny that Jesus didn't have to give a parable um, to the people listening about how to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. But he did have to do it about love, love your neighbor. Because he knows, <laughs> you know, that we're going to fool ourselves and tell ourselves, yeah, we can do it. And but he's like, listen, guys, <laughs> you really don't. Because right. this is what I mean by this. And, and and as you pointed out, it, it was such a revolutionary idea that the Samaritan would be the hero in that story. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a, a great example of this, and 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 we, um, it, we try. We're we're not afraid to talk about anything on this podcast, mm-hmm. but we we try to be very mindful of the way that we speak and who may or may not be listening. Um, so this is going to delve outside of our normal track just a little bit. But I honestly think a great example of this mm-hmm. is what a, a year or so ago, whenever the Supreme Court reversed the abortion laws. Yeah, uh, the Bible is very clear about abortion, mm-hmm. um, and and we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, the response on social media, yeah, by people that claim to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. by people that I know follow Jesus, yeah, was so out of line. Yeah. And I would dare say has warranted some of the perspective in the West about Christianity Mm. that's wrong, but it's now warranted because what should have been a celebration and a victory, Mm -hmm. we turned into an opportunity to not love our neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you, you can list all of them. I mean, whether it's, it's uh, conservative, liberal, whether it's uh, immigration policies, right. whether it's, um, you know, who you voted for, uh, even during COVID, whether, you, you know, uh, people had this policies or that policies, um, you know, we can argue and debate um, the reasonableness of policy uh, or the reasonableness of an argument logically. But then what you're trying to say is there's something else that takes over when we use it as a way to, um, you know, uh, you hear this term all the time, dunk on somebody. It's like, right. I'm going to I'm gonna take this advantage to, to hold this over you. I'm right. going to take this advantage to show you my superiority over you. I'm going to take this advantage to show you I won and you lost. I'm going to take this advantage to, to position myself greater than you it is really uh, what we're talking about here. And, and again, you know, as we, as you shared, we, you know, Hey, you want to sit down and talk about policy over all sorts of things. You want to talk about different opinions of interpretations and, and, and we can always do that. And we may disagree and that's fine. Uh, there are some things that we will never see eye to eye on, but how we treat you or how we view you 
uh, is not up for debate. That's right. And, and that's the part that uh, is so discouraging sometimes right. within the, the Christian faith. I'm not leaving myself out of that. It's so discouraging in my own life. The minute I begin to start to believe someone is lesser um, than somebody else, uh, or I am somehow superior than somebody else, uh, we really have to guard our hearts when it comes to that. And and there's something here that that Jesus knew that about, obviously, um, you know, First John picks it up even greater when it says, you can't love God and then hate your brother. That's right. You know, because, you know, the one you've seen, the one you haven't. And that, that just doesn't work in the mathematics of God to love one and hate another. Something is off. Jesus said, love your enemies. Um, you know, Romans 12 tells us to bless those who persecute us. Mm-hmm. These are tough, hard commands, but there's uh, intentionality from God to demonstrate to us that there's something greater than uh, he than than how we treat people that he wants us to portray. You know, I mean, Jesus said to the very people that were putting him up on a cross, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they've done." Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's just I, it's over so much. and over and over again. So, so this is another gut check that we have in our own spiritual walk. And this is again, this is why we talk about these things. This is why we have this podcast because. Scripture needs to be active in your life, and it needs to be examining you. Uh, as much as we say, well, I'm going to study the Bible, we'll say, well, let the Bible study you. Let God's Word study your heart and to say, in what areas uh, do you notice you looking down on somebody, you treating somebody lesser, you are not demonstrating? You know, again, go back to the Good Samaritan. I mean, this this Samaritan gave up his time, gave up his resources, gave up his money, demonstrated a great, uh, not just to check the box, yeah, okay, I hope you are well, good luck to that, uh, but actually sacrificially love. Um, and so, uh, like, you know, where in your life are you sacrificially loving somebody that you disagree with, someone that's not right. in your in your side of things? That's a good gut check. Um, you know, what, what kind of practical part of this do you take away from this, Mike? Uh, Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the doctrine of Imago Day that um, male and female, he created them. Yeah. In the image of God, he created them. Yeah. Um, that doesn't change after the fall. Yeah. Um, we, we're distorted images. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be renewed to the image of Christ. Um, but everyone that is breathing, has breathed, will breathe, Yeah. is created in the image of God, full of immense value and worth beyond anything that we can describe Mm -hmm. or understand. They are so deeply loved by this cosmic creator who has put up with and tolerated eons of sin to love and restore these images back to himself. Uh, you got to start there. Yeah. Disagreements, all that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But you can sit there and, and, and I think that there's something important too, to remember that like there is tone in truth. Mm-hmm. You can convey truth with that, with just that whole tone. Like, Hey, right. like talking to family, talking to whoever, right. Yeah. If they're far from God, near to God, what, like, Hey, you're deeply loved by God. Yeah. You're creating his image full of immense value, full of worth and you're in sin. 
Mm-hmm. Right. That's, the, I mean, yeah. we, we have those conversations with people all the time. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, that's, that's where I start is, is, is recognizing that, um, recognizing that, that tone really matters. Yeah. Um, it, trying to not be afraid of, you, you know, there, there are seasons of my life where I'm like, man, I, I, I'm pretty good at seeing people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really love people. I don't have any blind spots. Okay. Well, if you don't great, it's a great opportunity. Cause you're, you're clearly not afraid of seeing and taking that inventory. And I yeah. think what we find is yeah. I do have blind spots and I'm actually, I don't like when those get pointed out. Yeah. Um, but just really learning to listen, yeah. um, and, and learning, um, that there's a difference between enemies and brothers. Yep. Um, and, and there's a difference in how we confront those things. Mm-hmm but we are called to love yeah. all of them, all of them. Yep. Um, we're called to love them differently. Yep. Uh, we're not called to put ourselves in abusive situations. Right. But you're called to love people. Yeah. Well, I think it's important, you know, that we understand too that, you know, again, when we say love people, we're not saying you have to agree with everything. You're not saying you have to look the other way towards injustices uh, because I think part of loving is protecting uh, especially protecting the most innocent. I think, you know, the Bible talks about the widows and orphans and you, you know, can't have love without justice. Yeah. And so those types of things, um, are things you still can do because that's, that's part of the truth aspect. That's part of what God, uh, maybe has placed us in these moments for my biggest thing is though, we often try to do those things by the same methods the world does. <laughs> and that's what this whole passage is about. Again, go back up to that Shema, that that idea of love the Lord our God. Okay, again, Israel was separated from the rest of the nations because they were God's chosen people. They were to live differently than the rest of the world does. So when you disagree with somebody or you're trying to protect the most innocent, we have to say, how do I disagree and how do I protect the most innocent by the methods and tools that God has deemed as good? And what he deemed as that is that we should love and respect everybody. And you might be the pro. Or, I'm sorry, you might not be the prophet right. that God is calling to to actually speak truth in this moment. Yeah. But you are certainly in every single situation called to plant the gospel seed, even if that's only demonstrated by the way that you're treating somebody. Yeah. Even again, it's not just our enemies. We focus on that, but just like the people within the church, yeah. right? We're all growing and we're all learning what it looks like to actually live this out. We don't have it figured out, and and yeah. we need mature disciples of Jesus that have been walking this out and sacrificially loving. Uh, I'm a young man in the church. I need older men and women Mm -hmm. to show me how to do this well so that the next generation that comes up can stand on my shoulders, which is really just the legacy that we inherited from, from those before us. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, 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 I think part of this, then there's another element of fear that we have that, that plays into this because it's like, well, if I don't do what they're doing back to me, or if I don't fight fire with fire, I'm going to lose. And, and again, God is telling us, do you trust me? Do you trust that I've deemed things good? Yeah. And and I and a way to live life. And if you trust me and if you and if you you know that I have good, then then follow me because you will not lose. Okay. You may th- lose whatever you think in the moment, but you're not losing because you are demonstrating faithfulness yeah. and obedience. We talked about it at the end of our last episode. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. And Jesus also talks about if you love me, you will obey me. And so there's a part of 
obedience. And I think there's a part of obedience in this as love your neighbor as yourself, that we are to be obedient to trust that God's way is that we live a sacrificial love life with all people around us. Yeah. And we have to figure out how to do that, even when we disagree with them, even when we're trying to protect life or defend uh, against injustices, those things. But we don't fight by the same tools. We don't push by the same methods. We don't fight fire with fire if that fire is the earth's tools. (laughs) We trust in God in that. And it might look like losing. And one of the things I've talked about all the time is Christians have to really learn how to lose well. And that doesn't mean just lay down and give up and we're not you know, but we just have to learn there's certain things in this life we're going to lose, and that's okay. Right. But there, when we lose those things, we're gaining so much more, and it comes down to our faith and trust. So, you know, I really, again, uh, I really want to let these verses be kind of just um, uh, a, a snapshot of your life and, and take a, a quick kind of view to say, uh, has uh, a certain people group or a certain style or a certain disagreement in my life led me to not love somebody as Christ has called me to love. And uh, if that is the case, then I need to learn whether that's, as you said, from someone mentoring or someone helping you, how to love well. Or I need to just flat out confess and say, Lord, forgive me, because I disagreed with someone and I followed in their same methods, their same tools, their, their same ideas, that they're not of you. And what is greater is, is not whether I win or lose in this moment according to my belief, but what matters is my faithfulness and obedience to you and to trust in you. And, and, and maybe, you know, it's a chance for you to, to, to seek that repentance. Maybe you need to go to that brother or sister. Maybe you need to turn off certain social medias or cable news or certain things that you've been listening to that keeps feeding that hatred and just say, I'm done with that because that's not what I've been called to do. Maybe you need to, um, you know, uh, kind of work through maybe some own kind of wounding or hurts that might be happening because you're living in fear or anxiousness because of something. I, it, all this can do is just to to help us to live out this practical idea that, you know, God chose the Samaritan, the, the, the enemy of the Jews, to be the hero. First John said, it's your brother, okay? It's the one that's closest to you. You can't hate your brother and say you love God. Uh, Paul challenges us to bless those who persecute you. So right there, again, is the idea that we don't fight fire with fire. I think uh, it might have been Martin Luther King Jr. is the one that said, you can't drive out darkness with more darkness. Only light can drive out darkness. And and there's a lot of great wisdom in, in those ideas. And so I just want to encourage you to to really let this sit with you. As much as we said last week, let love the Lord your God of your heart, your mind, soul, strength sit with you. You need to let this sit with you to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, what does that look like? How do I live? And are there any people, uh, whether that's the way they look, the way they dress, their ideology, their economic status, where they live, all these types of things that come up, have any of those things drawn me to 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 hatred? Uh, even if I don't say it, but it's actually what I'm actually doing. And, and where do I need to to move towards love? And we're, we're here if we want to help in any way. You can email us at info at churchrefuge.com. Like Mike said earlier, we don't got all this figured out. We got our own blind spots that we're 
hopefully allowing Scripture to examine us and, and allowing accountability and the community, allowing a good church to, to, to kind of speak into our lives. Uh, that's kind of how we continue to check ourselves. Uh, but we don't have it all figured out. So uh, again, you know, if there's any things that we've ever said that, you know, you won't strongly disagree with, then, then say it, because uh, maybe we're wrong. Uh, or maybe maybe you're wrong, or maybe we're both wrong, <laughs> or maybe we just have different views or different ideas. Uh, it, it's okay, uh, because in the end, uh, we just want to become more and more like Christ as the best that we can. And so hopefully uh, you have a good day, good week, and hopefully you continue along with us in this journey.